Well, good evening again, guys. We're going to do two of knickknacks. There's a bad mood on the rise. So special guest, Je guest Jeff. Jeff, are you here now? And he's not here. Where did he go? All right, how's my sound, guys? Can y'all hear me? Okay, sounds five five. He's not popping up though on my screen. Man, this thing didn't do this before. I don't know what's going on now. You see him? Okay, maybe it's just on my end then. Oh, little red's there. Oh no, she's just here. Can anyone hear Jeff? Okay, he's trying to check his mic. Yeah, he's not popping up on the um, screen, though, for the co-host or speaker. Hey, can you? All right, Little Red's up there. Hi. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I just... And it pops you up there, but it's not popping Jeff up there. Well, on my phone, I can see him, and I think everybody else can see him, too. We see his, we see him in the collar indicators yeah. and you see, like you see me. Mm -hmm. So, um, Jeff may want to hang up and call back in like a caller instead of a co-host. Maybe that'll work. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to hang up. I just thought I'd, you know, me and my big mouth. I just thought I'd help. Oh yes. Thank you. <laughs> we, it seems like we need help tonight. Well, we'll just, let's just pray. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just cast out any unclean spirit or demonic force that is attempting to harm this show and prevent what Jeff and Nikki want to talk about tonight. Father, we thank you that all the power lies in your hands and through your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. All right, I'll let you go and manage your, your other dude there. <laughs> Hopefully right. I can hear him. I don't know. Love you, sweetie. Love you, sis. Bye. Jeff, can you hear me? Can anyone hear Jeff? No, me neither. Are you on your, you're on your phone or are you on the laptop, Jeff? You're on the phone? Well, that's weird. Hey, Nikki, can you hear me? I can hear you. So the problem, I think, with it on Jeff's phone 
on the same issue I had when I got on the Scott show is uh, in the settings area. He needs to make sure that the mic is uh, allowed to connect. Okay. So go into settings for that app, for this app. Yeah. It's uh, in the settings. Um, no, not in the settings on the app, on the settings in his phone. Yeah, I meant like in the phone settings. Like, does he go? Does he need to go to settings and then go to scroll down to Podbean? Yeah, um, I, believe, I believe. Of them. Yeah, I believe that's what that is. And then when you scroll into Podbean, Jeff, it's got microphone and it's got um, like Bluetooth microphone options, and then swipe to make those green and see if that works because that's what I'm seeing right here. All right, let's see. He's coming back in. You can't stop me, Devil. There he is. There you uh -oh. go. Hey, hey, now we're cooking with some grease. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to check out. I'm glad it's working. I love you. I'll be listening in. Love you, brother. Appreciate it, Yoda. You got it, brother. <laughs> oh, goodness, guys. Well, hi, Jeff. Hello and hello everyone. I didn't get an opportunity to say hey to everybody, but um, yeah, hello. <laughs> you know, this is it, oh, some kind of evil. Don't want this tonight's topic out in the world. So, well, y'all better be. We need to share the mess out of this because he. Yeah, he is not. We're not going to let him stop us on this one. So tonight we're going to be talking about the blood moons and prophecies. And what better person to have on here than our brother Jeff, who's Pocket Bible Jeff, right? Can you hear me now? I keep going in and out. Yeah, we can. I can hear you. Okay, I'm trying a different spot here at the uh, at my location. Okay. Yeah, it can was you still hear me? Out for a second. Yeah, I can still hear you. Yep, you're hitting a five five um, two on the show, so it is. Yeah, it fade out. That's why I don't like to do shows like this um, because of my connection. So if you can hear me now, let me know. Yeah, it's good. How about now? Yep. I keep losing you, Nikki. I'm not hearing anything. Okay, I got you. So I'm going to go ahead while you're trying to get situated. I've got a short video. I'll go ahead and play the video. And then we'll let you lead into... Um, your part because it's not going to uh it's not we're not gonna let nothing hinder us tonight so let me get that up and i am gonna play that real quick just one second guys yeah this has been a little bit of a learning curve but here it goes.
The book of Genesis says God uses the sun, moon, and stars for signs and seasons. Examples can be found throughout the Bible. Think of how a star led the wise men to Jesus, or the sun stood still as Joshua led Israel to victory over its enemies. According to Pastor John Hagee, God is getting ready to speak this way once again. There's sense in the world that things are changing, and God is trying to communicate with us in a supernatural way. I believe that in these next two years, we're going to see something dramatic happen in the Middle East involving Israel that will change the course of history in the Middle East and impact the whole world. In his latest book, Four Blood Moons, Hagee lays out what he calls celestial signals. He describes how a series of blood moons in 2014 and 2015 will have great significance for Israel. Although single blood moons are a fairly regular occurrence, four of them appearing so closely together is extremely rare. We've only seen a series of blood moons a handful of times over the past 500 years. So what exactly is a blood moon and what is the biblical significance of it? A blood moon is when the earth comes between the sun and the moon and the sun is shining through the atmosphere of the earth and cast upon the moon a red shadow. And so the moon appears to be red. Such moons appear in scripture. In the book of Joel, God says there will be wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. In Acts, the apostle Peter repeats that verse from Joel. And the book of Revelation says that during the great tribulation, the moon will become like blood. Blood moons are set to appear in April 2014 on Passover, and then again in September 2014 during the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. It's the same timing for 2015, for a total of four blood moons all appearing on Jewish feast days. The sun and the moon and the earth are controlled by God Almighty. He is the one that's getting them in a direct alignment on a certain day at a certain time, but each time it's a Passover or Sukkot. In the past, the rare appearance of four blood moons on these feast days has coincided with major events for Israel and the Jewish people. 1492, Spain expelled the Jews. Columbus also discovered America, which became a safe haven for the Jewish people. In each of these uh, blood moons, you have a, something that begins with a tragedy and ends in triumph. 1948, Israel is reborn as a nation. After 2,000 years, God supernaturally brought them from 66 nations, and a nation was born a day. That, again, was a supernatural something that happened following the tragedy of the Holocaust. 1967, Israel wins the Six-Day War and recaptures Jerusalem. For the first time in 2,000 years, Jerusalem and the state of Israel were together again. The blood moons of 2014 and 2015 appear as Iran works towards nuclear weapons and Israel's neighbors, Egypt and Syria, are in chaos. The end game is coming with this Iranian nuclear crisis. The only reason Iran will not develop a nuclear bomb will be that Israel chooses a military solution to that crisis. I believe if that happens, that will start a series of events that will change the course of world history. If Israel does not 
it will still change the course of world history. Hagee warns of the Iranian nuclear threat through his work with Christians United for Israel, which he founded in 2006. It is now the largest pro-Israel organization in America, with some 1.3 million members. He also holds Knights to Honor Israel across the country and at San Antonio's Cornerstone Church, where he serves as senior pastor. The first event in 1981 drew bomb threats and vandalism from anti-Semites, yet Hagee continues his mission. If there was ever a time for the Christians of America to stiffen their spine and stand up and speak up, it's now. To see evil and not call it evil is evil. He says it's still unclear what the coming blood moons will bring, but he is certain of one thing. When all is said and done, Israel is going to prevail. The flag of Israel will be flying over the walls of the city of Jerusalem when Messiah comes, and it's going to be forever. And every nation that rises up in judgment against Israel, God will punish and punish severely. Eric Stackelbeck, CBN News, San Antonio, Texas. Now let me unmute, and then maybe y'all can hear me. Um, so, you know, as that was talking about with the four blue moons and the Tetrad coinciding on the Jewish holidays, there was uh, six full blood, six full moons in between and no intervening um, partial lunar eclipses. Out of all of history of the world, there's only three times in 500 years um, that it's happened. The first time, like he was saying, was in 1492 when Jesus, uh, when the Jews were, not Jesus, when the Jews were kicked out of Spain and Columbus discovered America. Then in 1948, when Israel became a state um, and then the Holocaust. In 1967, Jerusalem was reunited with Israel. And then here we have that one, 2014, 2015. Uh, so it was really... I thought it was really interesting on the way it fell. It fell on Passover, the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, um, both times. And it was the first time ever on April 15, 2014, that it fell on Passover. Um, the second time was October 8, 2014, at the Feast of Tabernacles. There was a solar eclipse in between um, that one and the third on April 4th uh, of 2015 which was Passover. And then the fourth one was October 28, 2015, the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, in 2017, we had the total uh, solar eclipse that come through. And I think we just, didn't we just have one that come through or is coming through this year. Um, it may be later on this year that it's gonna intercross. I think it is 2023. It'll intercross through Missouri again but South Carolina, from Oregon to South Carolina, it cut um, diagonal across the the U.S. This time it's going to go the opposite way. So, like, from Maine through Missouri down that way, I believe is how that one's going to go. And as he was saying, the red color from the blood moon is just from the Rayleigh scattering of the sunlight through the Earth's atmosphere. It's the same thing that makes the sunsets red and gives the sunset those colors. And Jeff has uh, got a lot of good scripture that he had pulled, and I'm going to let him go ahead and go over some of that with y'all while he's got some signal, hopefully. Trying to. Can you guys hear me? I got you 5-5. Five five. Okay. 
I'm going in and out. So, I mean, this, I don't know how this is going to do. I don't have great connection here like this, but, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get started. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, Joel, just as they did, um, Joel chapter two, verse 31, then the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that's the key word before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Now, when you go into the Hebrew text and you look up um, the word blood, of course, that's pretty common. Even in Hebrew, it's going to be as that which is, you know, causes death, like blood of an animal, blood of a person. Um, and the Hebrew word for that is dam, okay, D-A-M. And then when you look at great, great means large um, in magnitude, um, in intensity, importance. And that, that's that's the key word, importance. So great meaning importance. And the Hebrew word of that is gadol, G-A-D-O-L. Um, and then terrible is to fear, be afraid, to stand in all reverence, keyword reverence, to make afraid, terrify. And that comes from the word yare, Y-A-R-E. Okay. So again, we're going to read this. Then the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Okay. And you can go back into context and, and look into Joel chapter two, you know, go through verse 30 to 32. That gives you a little bit of more of the, the context about what is, what is being talked about here. So let's, let's fast forward into the New Testament and let's look at what Paul had to write about this. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 20, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable, there's a key word, notable day of the Lord come. Okay, so here again, the word here in the Greek, being in New Testament, being translated into the Greek, the word blood is, is the exact same as it is in the Hebrew. Darkness is uh, skatos, um, S-K-O-T-O-S, which means of night darkness it also means blindness so there's a little bit of difference there in that in that dark word um and then also the word great in greek is megas which is big fear exceedingly great so you just think about it this way exceptional fear um and then notable um is and i'll try to say this right um epiphanas um, and I'm not even going to try to spell that, but is it's conspicuous or memorable? Keyword memorable. Okay, and then we're going to fast forward even to the last book, which is Revelation chapter six, verse twelve, and this is where it gets a little bit more into the context of why the blood moons we have experienced are not the blood moon that is coming before the great and notable day of the Lord. All right. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth. So see, we already hear something that's a little bit different going on with the sun. Before it was the sun will be turned into darkness. But here it's saying, become black as sackcloth, okay, of hair, and the moon became as blood. So we, we're still seeing that there's something's going to happen to the sun, and, and definitely something's going to happen to the moon. Now, let's look at this. In the Greek, black is malas, which is like black ink. Now, that's pretty dark. 
anybody that's ever dealt with black ink, black permanent marker, whatever, you you know that that, that black is black, okay? It just don't get no darker than, than that kind of black, all right? And then when you sackcloth, a lot of people say, well, okay, what is sackcloth? Um, that's in the Greek is sakas. It's a garment, okay? It's um, uh, like a sack, usually worn um, like a tunic, um, a cloak or a mantle. Um, usually it's represented in scripture to people who are mourning or, or a penitent um, of what they're doing or what they have done rather. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's a dark, a dark course stuff made especially, usually it was made from like um, real black animal hair. So think about animals that are even darker than the buffalo. Generally, this kind of cloth was made from the darkest of dark. Um, and then, of course, there was a reason for that because it was like a mourning kind of thing. Um, it was to show that you were humbled down. Um, and blood here it means the exact same thing. Even here in the Greek and Revelation, it means the same thing, a blood like of human or blood of, of man. Now, with that being said, let me say this. So Joel and Paul were speaking prophecy. So in the book of Joel and even in the book of Acts, which was pinned down by Paul, we're speaking about prophecy, things that are to come. Here's a difference. John saw it. John saw and record what he was seeing as the prophecy was fulfilled. So we could take more validity from Revelation than we would of the prophecy, not taking a prophecy, of course. Um, but anyhow, we're getting an understanding here. The sun's going to be really, really dark as night, and the moon is going to turn to blood. Well, the thing I find interesting here is, is we're not technically talking about, per se, a color. We're, it's always translated into realistically human blood. So if you've ever cut yourself, and I know you have, everybody here has at some point in time, or you've at least seen somebody that has, that color of red is 100% different than the color of what we call blood moons that we've seen in the past that have a reddish or a reddish orange tint to them, this moon is going to stand out. Why will this moon stand out? Well, this moon's going to stand out because this is prophecy fulfilled. Okay. Everybody still hear me? Five, five, Nikki, you good? Okay. All right. Now, so let's look a little bit more here. There are things that are concealed only for particular generations. Now, some people might argue that, but if you go through the Old Testament, you look at it, if, even if you look at Scripture and prophecies in the Old Testament, there were things that had to be filled. Daniel, you talked about Daniel today, Nikki, um, earlier. Um, these are things that are going to be fulfilled in a certain period or time or generation. So is such as this. So let's take it for example here, Daniel chapter 12, verse four, but thou old Daniel shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. So there, there's a, a good example of things that are to come for a particular generation. Obviously Daniel is prophesying here. He's being told that you need to shut up the words and seal them, seal the book because it's not meant for this to happen now. Okay, so in chapter 6 of Revelation, um, 
is referring to the time of tribulation or the days right before the coming of the Lord. Notice immediately, now notice this, immediately after comes the sealing, the sealing of God's servants in chapter 7. So there has to be a difference between what we're seeing now and the difference of this prophecy being fulfilled. Again, it's not, it, it is prophecy, but at this point in time, it's going to be notable. Remember, we talked about some of the meanings. This, this is, in Scripture, it says that notable day, it's, which means it's going to be different than times past. Someone were to see it, you know, they may see a blood moon now, and they, they may make a record of it, but then when they see this one, they're going to make another record of somehow this one was somewhat different kind of thing. Okay, so, and, and again, I say, um, immediately after chapter six, and if you've read chapter six, this this is the seals being opened. This this is all the things that are taking place before the time of tribulation, the tribulation. Okay, um, and then immediately following in chapter seven is where God seals His servants. Okay, so there there is a difference, and if you go through and you read the books that I'm talking about here, you, you will begin to understand that there is a, a little bit of a, um, of difference per se. And again, the other two were given prophecy. John is literally, remember when John was, was called up into the heavens, he was recording what he was seeing that was literally happening before his eyes. So there, even there, there's a difference. So God gives the prophecies to prove that he is real not that he has to, of course. The prophecies are foretold, and then when it happens, there, there can be no question that he is God. So think about it this way. Scripture says that in those times, men will, they will, their hearts will, will die, they will die for fear, and they will also call out to the rocks to fall upon them. Okay, so prophecy tells us that this day is coming, but in that moment in time when it actually is fulfilled, these things will come to pass. So there's a little bit of difference. Okay, so in Isaiah, and I've got this one written down here, Isaiah chapter 13, and I want to read it real quick, 13, verse 9 through 11. I want you to focus on um, verse 10. So in, in starting in verse 9, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy, destroy the sinners thereof of it or there, thereof out of it, okay? And here, verse 10, For the stars of the heaven and the constellations, therefore, shall not give their light. So that means even the stars are not going to give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth. Notice it says his, darkened in his going forth. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity, and I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and I will and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. So this is prophecy that's being told here as well, but it's talking about this particular day that is to come, and we see immediately he will punish the world for their evil, the wicked for their iniquity, and he will cause the arrogance of the of the proud to cease. So there's a there's difference in prophecy and there's difference in prophecy being fulfilled not to take away from the prophecy, but there is somewhat of a difference. So 
and, and also in Isaiah that I just read in Revelation 6, 13, talk about the destruction that takes place differently than the blood moons we have experienced. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. Our lunar eclipses haven't caused the stars to darken or to fall and definitely not cause the heaven to depart as a scroll when rolled together, such as it says in Revelation 6.14. So just in that in itself, there is a difference. You, you, have to, you, you would have to, if you've read this, you would have to agree that, yeah, there, there's a little bit of difference going on here than what we're looking at now as far as the blood moons. And I'm not taking away from the signs and the wonders of the sky by no means, but my point is simply this tonight is I've heard, I've heard a lot of preachers preach on this. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm perfect and I'm right, but I've, I've looked into a lot of this stuff because I'm one of those people that watch for the signs. And the difference here is, is the things that we're experiencing now, these are the signs and wonders. The thing that Revelation's talking about, Joel is talking about, Paul is talking about, is going to be a notable day where the wrath and the judgment of God has come to this earth. And it will be notable, and because it will be notable, that the sun will be different, the stars will be different, and the moon is going to look like blood. And when I say like blood, in my opinion, it will literally, if you looked up to the moon, it's going to look like somebody, maybe God pricked his finger and dropped a drop of blood on it, and now it's turned to this, this dark, bright, reddish color, not a, a, you know, a little bit of a red and a little bit of yellow and a little bit of orange kind of color. Um, so you have anything to input there real quick, Nikki? Had to unmute there. No, that was really good. And I like the way that what you were talking about, how it's, it's not, you have to really, really decipher and discern with the wording there. Um, because what you were reading, um, let's see, which one was it? It wasn't Daniel. It was, the first one that you were reading, um, Joel, Joel, yeah, where it's the notable, mm -hmm. um, that wording is different. And just like what Jesus says in Matthew, um, Jesus tells him when the, the, um, disciples came to him privately and were asking what the signs would be at the end. And he says, and I know many people know that, know this one, but Matthew 24, uh, five, on through like 14 and where jesus said to them see to it that no one misleads you for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and will mislead many and you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars see see that you are not frightened for those things must take place but that yet the end and that right there it's letting us know you know and that's kind of like the seals yeah. When you're looking at the seals and revelations, some of this falls into it, but it's not, you know, this is just what's leading up to that epic ending, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. I agree that that note, as Paul said in Acts 2, that note day. That's where it was, Acts 2. Yeah. Yeah, that notable day. See, that's that's a little different. Um, and like you were saying with the stars, all of the, um, the lunar eclipses, you could see the stars. Mm -hmm. They're not dark. So that's, you know, he's getting us ready and letting us know that we're, we're coming, but it's not quite here. 
and and it does we i mean we're seeing a lot of matthew 24 right now um yes yes absolutely big time and even like today when i was talking through daniel you know says therefore when you see the abomination of desolation which was spoken of through daniel the prophet standing in the holy place let the reader understand right. you know jesus is saying hey you know you need to listen to that and take in and i think daniel and ezekiel as well as you know matthew and mark and revelation all really and joel joel is a, is a good one as well as acts to really um bring things together and show these are things that that god give us as the signs that jesus told us to to look for and he wants us to look for it but he also wants us to live each day i think as it was the last day because we don't know we're not promised tomorrow we're only promised the time that he allows us to wake up and and that's it and so you know jesus is going to come back like a thief in the night and when he does you know you're either prepared with your oil or you're not you know and so if you live each day and and like when you sin if you repent like right then then you're ready no matter what's going to happen you know that father's going to care for you he's he's got his promise that he's delivered to abraham and isaac and jacob and and he's he's promised us as well and he's going to fulfill that promise so we shouldn't fear as long as we're you know trying to abide by the laws of christ and by the laws of of god and what was given to us and not try to make them ourselves yeah i agree and you know also i'd like to throw in there too malachi um, if you've never read the book the book of malachi goes really good um with revelation um and i just turned there just just to give you a little taste of this uh, so in chapter four, book of Malachi, it, it starts out just like this. For behold, the day cometh and shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall stumble, shall be stubble. Uh, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall leave neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and he shall go forth and grow up as cow calves in the stall that's just right out the gate there it's just saying but that day is coming uh, malachi ties into a lot of revelation um so so does joel to be quite honest uh, but you, you're spot on with what you're saying and we need to be watchers not that we should fear but we need to know things that are coming and and we need to we need to get back to the sound doctrine and start looking into some of these things and get away from some of this, uh, what I call new age stuff. Um, because you know, in here again, I'm, I'm I'm not one of those that argues it. I'm not saying I'm 100 right, but what I would say is this: I think I I think the Lord has led me into enough tonight, um, showing you guys a little bit of how this plays out, and how it looks. That there has to be, regardless of how you look at it, there has to be a difference than what we have been seeing. Just as what you said, Nikki. Um, and scripture says as well, the stars. Okay. So the stars, when we have eclipses and stuff, you can still see the stars, you know, but, but there's going to be a difference. And also real quick, I want to touch on this a little bit too. Um, the four blood moons, um, uh, which, which is a set of four, which is a tetrad. Okay. So, so how often do these occur? Occur? Well, it really depends on what century you look at. Um, some had several while others don't for, you know, for example, okay. Um, the year between 1582 and 1908 didn't have any, according to some. Now, again, this is according to some. 
All right. But from 1909, and, and we're going to even step a little bit further, um, 2156, some say that there will be 17 tetrads. Okay, well, I personally don't believe the world's going to be here that long. Honestly, I don't believe it's going to be here to 2050. That's just my opinion. No man know at the time. Okay, not even Jesus knows the exact day. Um, but anyhow, so the current century is, you know, 2001 to 2100 will have eight tetrads. The first tetrad, and these are the tetrads of the four blood moons, okay, um, of, the, of the 21st century took place in 2003 and 2004. The second was in 2014 and 2015. Now, supposedly, the next will be in 2032 and 2033. So if we make it to that, is, is there going to be, will these be different? Well, only God knows that, you know, and quite honestly, I'm not going to sit around and wait and look for it. But, um, but anyhow, I mean, this, all of this is, is a big reason that I believe that the blood moons we're seeing aren't the blood moon that Scripture is referring to in prophecy. And that's, that's pretty much where I have to, to leave that discussion as it lays right now. Well, brother, I think it's been a good discussion. Uh, a lot of insight and different perspective and just good, solid information, you know, with the scriptures. And um, I'm going to get those. I'll need to get you to, if you will, just text them to me or take a picture and I'll put it um with the show link when I upload the show. So that way people can have those two. If they're not listening live, they can be able to go back and reference those scriptures because those are very important passages. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to pull those and, uh, and really, you know, go through the word meanings because that's important. I've been trying to, um, break down, you know, the Greek and Hebrew, the meanings of the words to be able to understand truly you know we have different definitions for things and that those definitions have changed and changed and changed and changed and i could <laughs> yeah. continue going on and on with the changed yeah. so exactly it's right. important to understand what was going on at the time and the period when it was written as well as what the word meant at that time so that exactly. way we know exactly what it is and that's why i really want to get i really wish i could read like Ethiopian or whatever, so I could read the original first Bible that Noah had, but I'm not planning on learning any of those languages anytime soon. I'm going to stick with the path I'm on, and God's going to guide us, you know. He, he knows when that time is, and nobody knows, no matter how hard we try to decipher it or break it down. It's like, you know what? In the end, God knows. Jesus knows. That's it. Yeah, you know, and that's right. I mean, it's, it's going to come to a point where the father is going to be looking down on the earth and he's going to say, you know what? I've seen enough. And that's when he's going to tell Jesus, go get my bride, go get my children. Okay, bring them home. That's honestly, that's why I believe Jesus does not know the exact day or time because that's all in the father's hands. It's going to be his word of saying, hey, go get my children. I'm See? glad you corrected me on that. It is right. Jesus doesn't know the time. Or the hour only God does. Oh yeah, I mean I didn't. I wasn't trying to correct or anything. I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. I'm glad because um, I just said that, and so I'm glad. You know, I, you know, I'm fine with it. Um, I don't want to be saying something, and especially that. Ooh. 
No, mm, <laughs> you're I'm all good. good. You're all good. You're all good. Don't worry about that. I mean, I, I do stuff like that all the time, and I have to go back and say, "Oh, wait, wait, wait! I got that all messed up. Wait a minute. Let me let me say that again." Uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, Jesus Jesus doesn't know. I, I'm a firm believer. Now, I'm not even going to get into this, but I'm a firm believer that Jesus knows the day. He just not know, does not know the exact time. And there again, that that puts all the value into his father. Because he he was when he was here he was always about what doing his father's work didn't matter what was going on what anybody had to say I'm busy doing my father's work okay and so when when his father looks at him and says you know what I've seen enough go get him he's going to do what his father told him to do and that's when he's going to come like the lion okay he's going to have fire in his eyes and he's not coming to this earth this time to be this gentle loving compassionate you know, person to, to help people along the way and heal the sick and the blind and all he's coming here for one mission. And that is to bring first the children home. And the second is to pass judgment on this world. So the, even in that statement, and you can't argue with that because that's scriptural. Okay. But even in that statement even shows you that there's going to be a difference in these times than, than what we've ever seen before. Um, it just goes back and I will, what I will do when we get done tonight and wrap up, I will actually screenshot you everything that I wrote down on the paper. Um, and I will actually send those to you and then you can, you'll have them for your, for your own use or what have you. You can go back and write it down however you choose to or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's been my privilege to be here and all I can say is praise God for it all because it's all him. It's not me. I'm not a very smart person. I just, he leads me in what I need to look at and what I need to talk about. And I hope everyone, you know, I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope everyone took something from it. Just remember always this is, is like I said, and, and you'll see that when I, like, so when I wrote down chapter 231, I didn't just talk about that verse. As you'll see, Nikki, when I send it to you, you're going to see the word to the side that says context. And it'll say Joel chapter two, verse 30 through 32. Now I didn't read 30 and 32. I just picked out that one that specifically talked about the blood and, and the sun growing dark. Um, but just remember when you're reading stuff, people, um, brothers and sisters that, you know, these things, we, we've got to take things into the context. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true because that's why it's important to go back and, and kind of read the, the part before you've kind of taught me that read before just to don't just pick out that one part. You need to read the first part too, to get the context of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had to mute myself there. My dogs are howling in the background because there's an amelance going by. <laughs> so ah. <laughs> if, if you guys hear it, I apologize. Say I don't have chickens, but I do have dogs. Um, hey, we I think we all kind of missed the chickens this morning, and I was kind of shocked that the car horn <laughs> didn't go through. <laughs> no, that I, I was tell like, you, wow, this is great. Yeah, the setup that you have now, you it's going to take a lot for you to be able to hear things. You have to really be close to that mic. But, you know, it's been my pleasure to be here, and I appreciate you and me on. It means a lot to me. I'm glad, praise God, that we we were able to get through this. Um, I hope yeah, everyone man. didn't miss anything. But if you did and, and you need the notes on this, um, just let Nikki know. And like I said, I'm going to send them to her anyway. And if she wants to forward them on or put them in, in one of her – places in telegram by all means feel free to do it these are just handwritten notes so it's nothing special uh, it's just a, a little bit of the study that i did on this um so yeah thanks for having me on it was it was my pleasure and, and again you know all, all glory to god 
because it's all him and Oh, well, I'm honored that you come on, brother. And I want to ask you if you'll honor me one more time with ending the prayer because I love your prayers. Sure. Be glad to. Uh, be glad if you if you can hear me, you know, <laughs> if I break up, that's sound, okay. Sound is five, five okay. and good. Got, hey, Little Red's prayer workforce. We got it to go through. There you go. And, and it's awesome. There you go. Okay. Well, let's bow our heads and we will we will cut out of here. Father, how humble we are to be in your presence tonight, Lord. And I just thank you that you you got us through this tonight, Lord. And I just pray that you would take the, the things that you've showed me and you would cast it abroad like a net and that others will, will read and see and discern and understand that the times that are coming are going to be somewhat different than, than what we've seen before. And these things have to be fulfilled. Prophecy has to be fulfilled, Father. You're the one that set it down and you're the one that set it in motion. And you're not a liar. You're truth and you're only truth. But things will be different. And I just pray tonight that in all things, and when we read your word, that you would just give us the discernment and the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, the, the, the fire from the Holy Spirit to, to dig and to learn and to find these absolute truths. We live in a time right now, Father, and you know it. You see it more than we do because you see everything that's going on in an instant where we don't. But we live in an evil world where there's so many people who are being deceived and are being led away and are being taught false things. And even you said that that day was coming. There's another praise you and thank you that your word is true because you told us the days would come where there'd be teachers tickling the ears and there would be false prophets and there would be spirits of Antichrist. But we also know that the day is coming where there will be the Antichrist in a man form. Lord, help us to see that. You said in your word that that day would be that even as the very elect might be deceived, let us not be deceived. Put a hedge of protection around us. Open our eyes and our hearts and our mind and our spirit to be one with you. Walk with us and guide us and lead us and teach us that we don't stumble. We stumble enough, Father, and we thank you that you're willing to forgive us. Lord, thank you for the time that I've had here tonight with all these wonderful people. I ask your blessings upon them. Thank you that Nikki invited me tonight, Lord, that you receive the glory from this message, this thing that we've talked about tonight, Lord. All praise goes to you, none to us. We thank you, and we just pray that you'll continue to bless her platform, Lord, and bless her in the work that she's doing. Lord, bless each and every one of us in the little things that we do. Sometimes we don't see them as great things, but in your eyes, there are great things. Not that we should boast, but we just want you to be proud of us, Father. That's our main objective is, is to be obedient and for you to be proud of us. And we thank you so much that you give to us the way that you do. We're not deserving, but you love us. And that's the most important thing. Bless all those who are sick, whatever their need is tonight, Father. I pray that your healing hands will be upon them. And thank you for all those who've been sick that we prayed for. Father, that you've delivered them from things, that you're helping them along their way. Father, I say a special prayer tonight for Doug. You know who he is and you know what he's going through and what he's battling. Lord, I just pray that you would not give him a spirit of fear, that you would just take that fear away from him and that doubt and that you would strongly comfort him, Lord, and heal him. Remove this thing from him, this poison that's going on in his body, Father. My prayer tonight is that you would 100% heal him. But Lord, you know what's best. And we always ask your will in everything because your will is perfect. Go with us as we leave here. Protect us, bless our families. Don't let us be afraid. Give us that peace that surpasses all understanding and all things to always look to you faithfully and be obedient children that we may be pleasing in your sight. May your will be done, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Oh, that was beautiful prayer. Thank you. I saw Mrs. Nick down there. She said that she's lucky she gets to have you there all the time. And she is. Boy, you're, you're wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to give you my big old head. Now she's going to have to deflate it. No, I don't, I don't get a big head because I know I'm just like everybody else sitting here. I have, my, I have my days where I have to ask a lot of forgiveness. And then I have my days where I feel good about, you know, hey, I did something right today. You know, I'm no different than anybody else. Well, it's, uh, you're an awesome brother and friend, and I'm just honored to uh, have had you on and that you led that prayer that was so beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. But again, I think we both agree to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Well, guys, uh, that's going to be it. I'll play us some ending out music. I thank you all for being here and having patience as we're working out the kinks of the new tech stuff here, but we'll get there. Um, I love you all, and I pray you all have a wonderful, blessed night. Uh, Conley's on right now. If y'all want to hop on over there, Scott's going to be on with Bards FM at 9 p.m. Eastern, followed by Kilted Christian at 1030, and then Fishers of Men at midnight. I won't be back again until um, online live here. I'll be back Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we'll do Sister on Scripture, and we'll be starting a new book because we just wrapped up uh, the book of Daniel today. If you missed it, it's on um, already uploaded, and I will get this up just as soon as I can. Y'all have a wonderful night. Thank you, and love you all. Move horizon. Right.